Hey, welcome to Lambeau Social Club. Welcome to another edition. This show is going to be very, very special. I have two dear friends in studio tonight that have taken different paths, one being Mr. Tim Robinson and one being Mr. John Brown. John Brown, welcome to Lambeau Studio. It's good to be here. Man, thank you very much. Uh, Man, you've had quite a ride. Yeah. Let me explain this episode. Uh, This episode is actually geared more to kind of what Lambeau Social Club's about. It's uh, talking about career paths and people that's kind of made their living off of the path that they've chosen. John, kind of lead into, man, what what started you in the whole photography business? I mean, you've done such a great job and your life has just been kind of unique and thanks for being part of my life because you've uh, made some really, really beautiful pictures and and you've come such a long, long ways from when I first met you and Man, you're uh, you're this unique guy and quite an artist, and uh, we really appreciate you being here and taking your time. Thanks for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, where it started, it's kind of it's kind of funny thinking about all the things that have kind of led to it to being a photographer. It's, it still feels weird to even say that that that's like what I do. But I I guess you know I, I grew up abroad. My dad was in the army. My dad was a musician, and my mom was always kind of creative, and my brother, my older brother, was an artist as well. So I've always been kind of surrounded by creativity in, in different forms, and I, I love to draw. I, I love creativity in general. I've, I've liked to write poetry. I've done all kinds of things, but um, in high school, I started playing music and was in bands in college, and I didn't know what I wanted to do in my life, though. So I'm in college. I think I, I changed my major like three times because I think I started with mechanical engineering. Gosh, don't most people do that, though? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> most people that go to college change up like uh, three or four times totally. and then decide, oh, I'm going to go down this path. I actually I don't understand the people that managed to go through and finish in four years. Like I, I don't comprehend that. But I think I started with mechanical engineering because I wanted to build things. I liked. I really liked cars. I really liked machines and I wasn't good at math, so then I changed my major to business administration, and uh, I wasn't good at math. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, my, don't feel bad. Yeah, my, neither am I. <laughs> my third semester, I, I'm sure my parents wanted to pull my hair out when I had it. Then I, <laughs> I had a basic math class that I would have to pass no matter what my major was, and a guitar theory class, and that was it. So four credit hours. Oh my gosh! This whole semester, it was. And you was loaded up. Yeah. And one day I, I ran into the art professor and crazy guy, really interesting, really unique individual. And he just kind of said, like, you know, what, like he said to everybody, take an art class, take an art class, you know. And I did, and I, I fell in love with it, which wasn't really a surprise because I'd always been into it. But I think for me it was scary to go to school for that. Now, was um, it passion to you? Did it just come natural? Did you feel it even back when you was in school? A little bit of both, I think. But I, I didn't really know how to see a future in it, in creativity and, and music. And, of course, with music, I started a lot later. So I guess the whole point I even mentioned this is Mr. Robinson, or we called him Timmy, but uh, <laughs> incredible incredible artist and also an incredible teacher. His big thing was composition. He didn't care how technical, how technically good your work was. If it didn't have a good composition, then what's the point? And he pounded that into our heads. And I, I think... Um, Gosh, and you still remember that today. So yeah. He really drove and that, it, that. That applies drove. directly to, to my work. You know? Absolutely. Fast forward a bit. Um, I get my two-year degree in three years at uh, Motley State. I transferred to MTSU as a junior. And my first semester, uh, I end up flunking out. Um, I did make an A in rock climbing. 
I made an F in everything else, <laughs> even the history of rock and roll, which is a great class, because uh, my mom got really sick, didn't think she was going to make it. She she had um, a headache for a year straight and was going to doctors, and over a year, they stacked her on like 14 medications, and that's wow. a whole story. Yes. Being 21, I thought it was my fault, because mm. I had moved out, and I was a young son, and wow. we didn't really know what was going on with her and what was causing all that, so I, I took it pretty hard and uh, moved back home, worked at a gift shop. I was the only guy that ever worked there, and I was selling wedding gifts and had no hope, had no direction, had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, had a not-so-healthy relationship kind of on and off, had no money, and just everything just seemed kind of bleak. So when, when my dad and my, my brother suggested, hey, why don't you drive trucks? It was the craziest thing I'd ever heard. I, I think my response was something like... Like you're talking about like over-the-road 18-wheeler yes. trucks, not just a pickup truck. Yes, yeah, so my, my dad and my brother had been driving for a company in Shelbyville uh-huh. for a couple of years at this point, which is super yeah. random even for them. My dad was re- retired military 25 years. His specialty was communications. He's very good at managing. He did really well in the business world, and he just needed a change, and my brother went with him. They, they asked, have you, have you thought about driving a truck? And I, I think my answer was about as much as I thought about being an astronaut. Yeah, right, week. right, right. You know, like, what are you talking about? I'm not trying to be Sylvester Stallone and over the top. Right. Flipping my hat around and arm wrestling people. I, I had no idea what, what a truck that world driver. was like. Yeah. But I thought about it for 10 minutes inside of sweet Colleen, her little cottage that I was working at, Colleen's Cottage which no longer exists, and I'm the only guy that ever worked there, and I'm really proud of that. Yeah. I thought about it for 10 minutes, and it's like, man, this will get me out of this town. This will get me away from these unhealthy relationships. I'll see things I've never seen before. I'll probably make more money than I'm making now, and who knows Who knows what will happen? Like, What do I have to lose at this point? Yeah, so, so, you, so you took it. Yeah, so I go, yeah. I go to school for 11 weeks. I get my CDL. I got to train with my brother for six weeks, which was a really cool experience. And then all of a sudden in December... Of uh, I think it was like 2008. I'm driving a semi by myself at 22. Oh my gosh, me knowing you, Christmas. John, I would say, let me get out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was no, very strange. That's, um, that's awesome. That's a that's a hey man. That's a whole nother career path. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a great thing. So the weird, if it wasn't for the truckers across this country, oh, we wouldn't hey, have anything. We wouldn't have a thing. I hold every single thing you could possibly think of. It's crazy. I also saw a lot of stuff, the darker part of humanity and, and drugs and trafficking. and It was hard to see, but I think it was good for me to see it, especially at 22. I think it's important to see the world. you know. Yeah, absolutely. The, the good absolutely. and the bad, it, it rounds you out. Yes, it does. So I'm driving trucks. I had a near-death experience, and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I had been hanging out with friends in Nashville and going to church up here whenever I was home. So I quit, and I move up here the next day. And a month later, I get a job at a hotel parking cars. And it was a funny job interview. I don't think the guy was having a good day. and I, He didn't seem like we were vibing that well. And I think he asked me, like, well, what was your last job? Kind of just whatever about it. Yeah. And I said, well, I drove trucks. Like, what do you mean trucks? Like, like 18-wheelers. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you can park a car. <laughs> he, he didn't want you to get in his... What, what was he driving? Do you remember? No, so this is the guy that hired me. This is the... Oh, the, I thought it was... Running a, the valet company. Oh, I got you. Okay. So he, he gives me the job, and about three months in, I had, uh, I had borrowed a, uh, my roommate's camera and didn't want to leave it in my car at work, so I brought it inside and put it in you know the little room where we kept our stuff. And because of that, somebody comes up to me and like, Hey, you're a photographer, right? Somebody left a camera here. It's been 90 days. Why don't, you know, we don't have to hold on to it anymore. Do you want it? And I'm like, sure. 
So this is eight years ago. It was a nice camera. I didn't know how nice it was at the time, but that's kind of where it started. And so all this art background and creativity, I, I really loved it. And it started then, flowing for you then, didn't it? Yeah, and, and I love people. So being in Nashville, there, you can't live in Nashville for a week and not be friends with a musician. They're just everywhere. So that was the starting point, photographing musicians. I didn't really think about it being a career or, or trying to make money people started paying me like they, they wanted to pay me for it which I thought was hilarious but I, even then I told myself I don't want to make a job out of this I just want to you know do it for fun but what I was really saying was I don't have the confidence yeah you know yeah. I don't know what I'm doing I still feel like I don't know what I'm doing you know and so I I work all these jobs I was a valet and that that, that lasted for a couple of years and then I was a bicycle mechanic I was a car salesman I served tables quite a range of jobs Usually what would happen is if I loved the job, it couldn't pay enough for me to make a living. Right. Uh, if it did pay enough, I hated it. Or they didn't appreciate me or anybody. Or they treat me like crap. It, it, I never could find a career that gave me stability and happiness at the right. same time. And, of course, I have all this family and friends even, you know, you need to go back to school. You need to get a degree. You know, we're worried about your future. And I get that. It's not like I don't want to finish school. What would I go for? Right, right. It didn't make sense to me. Well, I can tell you one thing, because I've seen you in action, and I've seen you in action several times, and it's when you pick that camera up, man, there is something that comes over you. It's like you switch on this work mode thing, (laughs) you know, and you know that it switches on and it's time to go to work, and your surroundings kind of get bleaked out you i've know? been i've been told i make a very yeah. serious face oh yeah, yeah do. i don't yeah, i don't mean yeah. to it's yeah. kind of funny you look mean as hell but i mean you know uh, <laughs> very focused yeah very focused but that's what it takes because man your photography is is taking you to a lot of very very cool things that i know about that our audience doesn't know about you i mean it's uh <laughs> it's took you from anywhere from taking cool pictures of unique cars and unique motorcycles but not only that but you need to share the part where because what what's very very passionate to me there's a hospital in nashville tennessee kind of chokes me up a little bit but in nashville that you was invited to i'm i'm really dear and touched by this this children's hospital in nashville you was invited as a photographer that i have never heard of going into an operating room and actually shooting a transplant. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the wildest thing I've ever heard of. I, I mean, what surgeon invites their personal photographer in to shoot a, was it a kidney lung? It's kidney a, transplant. A kidney transplant. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's that's something you just don't hear of at no, all. So I, I didn't know it was a thing either, to be honest. But you dressed up in the whole scrubs and, and yeah. mask, and I guess they, they did your... Um, I guess they had to make sure everything was. Yeah, was I had to wash. And wash. I had to wash. Um, and t- every, some every time you go through a door, man. you had to yeah scrub in. Yeah, so it was, it's pretty. Man, that that's uh, your life's been like a whirlwind from where you first started the the story that you just told us, and then now the very cool path that you've taken, and to be able to do something like that, man, John, there's not many people that do that, you know. So. Uh, that's some very, very cool stuff. You put out a very cool vibe, whether you believe it or not. Your your passion about what you do is uh, very strong, positive vibes, man. So keep up the great work. <laughs> yeah, it's been a ride for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and hey, and then there's a very well-known, I guess, coffee eatery place that's popping up all over Nashville. It's pretty well established, and 
in the Gulch area, as we call it here in Nashville, and you know some other places that that you was involved in, and and the photos you took of that place, uh, the barista parlor, as yeah. we call it, I yeah, it's pretty amazing too, man. It was fun work. I, I worked with those guys uh, quite a bit, and I love coffee. So it's pretty easy to photograph, and you know the, the hot rods and motorcycles, and yeah, a lot of cool staff. Uh, I really enjoyed that. The kidney transplant was interesting. A, a friend of mine does video work in town, and he's actually a big reason that I, you know, he, he's directly involved in, in me jumping into freelance. But he was shooting uh, commercials for them four days in a row, and got me in on this huge, huge production. I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it, the highest end gear and i mean the same stuff they shoot movies on it was pretty cool and all of it was mobile and it's very uh efficient and this very tight crew and everybody's doing their thing and we're moving from one place to another and interviewing doctors and patients that uh had crazy stories and i didn't actually even know i was going to get to go in the operating room um until 10 minutes before they have rules about how many people are in there and the guy that makes that decision we meet him 10 minutes before and i ask him like you know i'd love to photograph i don't know how that works how many people can be in there or whatever but he just yeah yeah of course it's not a big deal just you know scrub in don't touch anything that's blue he, he said it's not a big deal yeah oh not a big just deal don't <laughs> i love he was so laid back yeah. about don't touch anything that's blue if you do we'll have to by law um stop the surgery and sew them up because everything that's blue has to remain sterile no oh, pressure gosh no pressure and it'll be out millions of dollars and yeah. his kidney will go to waste and yeah. the guy might die i mean it's just like okay uh, as clumsy as i am i'd bump into the first blue thing in the operating room yeah <laughs> thankfully i had it easy the video guy had a he had a couple of guys helping him out because he's looking through the camera i could take a picture and then put the camera down and walk around and i'm fine but he we we did it um did you get weed effort. weed at all? No, I I didn't know weed if I would or not. Or I actually I wasn't <laughs> sure if I'd feel sick. There is a smell with the the scalpel um, that they use. I think it's like cauterizes as they, as they cut. But I think the room was really ventilated, so there was a little bit of a smell. And I, I remember thinking if this gets if this gets any stronger, I'm gonna. I can't do it. And it it was <laughs> yeah. fine. It, it, it was ventilated. Well, regardless on what it is, I'm gonna tell you. That is an amazing experience. It's got to be. It's got to be an amazing experience, and you should be very, very proud of that. Very yeah, proud. I mean, it's really cool to. It was really cool to see, and, and it was a young guy that was receiving it, and it was a living donor, so it wasn't like somebody had passed. So it was a nice thing to see. Um, I mean, the reason I even jumped into photography was I was actually working at my friend's video company for about a year. It was really cool. It was really nice of him to do that because I got to use their gear and I like made a website and all this stuff. And while I was there, uh, a friend of mine was just 25, good friend from Shelbyville, Amanda Day. Uh, she was living in Oklahoma and she was murdered. And that was kind of a new experience for me. She was always really encouraging. And then like that same week, uh, a friend from high school died of cancer. And then a few months later, a family friend died of cancer. And in a year, I lost 10 people friends and family, all different ages, all different reasons. And so I'm at my friend's company. It just hits me like, you know, I don't know what to really do or feel about all this stuff. Because on one end, I have people that are young, losing their lives for all kinds of reasons out of their control. And then on the other end, it's like my grandmother passed at 86 and she had no regrets and lived a full life and had children and grandchildren. And I just decided like, I, I can't just keep working for people and, and my focus being you know, my savings account and health insurance and my 401k and all this stuff, you know, it was like this, this idea of having a safety net around my life when my life inside of it was miserable. 
you know. And I had found the most joy working at my friend's company doing this creative thing, but it still wasn't. I didn't. I wasn't where I wanted to be. So oddly enough, at my cousin's funeral, I'm asking for advice, and I'm offered a, a loan, a business loan, and that's how I started. And I gave up my room, and I told myself, like, I'm about to turn 30. I don't give a flip where this is going to take me, but even if I have to sleep in my pickup truck, this, this is what I'm going to do. So I, I bought a camera, a lens, a laptop. I went to Chicago for a month and stayed with my best friend. You that shot was, some amazing pictures in Chicago. Yeah, it's weird. How the, awesome. the first shoot I did officially as a freelancer had a photo that went viral to the point that Alicia Keys shared it, Amy Schumer shared it, Juliette Lewis, Adriana Lima, the cast from Scandal, on and on and on and on and on. And then two years later, it ends up, you know, Italian Vogue is requesting to use it Man, in an article. You took, the word, <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth because I was going crazy. to say, you've got to mention, go ahead and say it, yeah. Vogue magazine. I mean, how? The September issue as well, oh, which I didn't know. Yeah. That's oh, like the Okay, listeners, one. you got that, didn't you? September issues, Vogue Italian. Yeah, it, what's funny is I used to drive trucks, and now I have this photo that's... Um, in Vogue magazine. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's uh, in an article about female empowerment in Italy and through practical things like literacy and education. It's like super female empowering. It's like, man, I, this is so bizarre, uh, you yeah, know? It's very, very cool is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, take all the credit, man. Pat on the back. <laughs> Why not? Well, it's Why been not? interesting. It, interesting life. Uh, do, yeah. do you journal at all? You journal or keep anything? Just uh, a little because, bit. I mean, you've had a really interesting roller coaster of a life, and it's been good. It's been bad. It's been sad. But man, I've been to some of your art shows you've put on before. And, I mean, you do amazing work, John, and uh, the energy that you put out from your work is just great. Mm, so, thank you. Yeah, you just uh, need to keep moving forward, man, and keep doing what you're doing, and keep keep the lens open, and keep clicking away. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think there is something about when you when you do what you love, it's a lot easier to. It's never a job. Endure. I can tell you. Yeah, if you do what you love, it's never a job. It doesn't really feel like work. I mean, there are times when it does, but. For the most part, it, it's different. It's uh, it's easier to have the hard days because you, you're motivated and it's like you're your own boss and um, it, it's more like it represents you in a way. You're on the other side of the lens. Yeah. That's it, why. Well, it's super weird where having a camera can take you. I mean, it, I never expected to be in the biggest fashion magazine in the world. I mean, I don't know anything about fashion. I <laughs> I wear jeans and T-shirts, like from <laughs> well, Walmart. Well, you, know? you do have the matching color shoes on too. Yeah, I do wear red so, shoes. Sometimes That's kind of it's uh, one red, one black Converse or something. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> so, so, anyways, you got matching shoes on today. So yeah, that's yeah. a plus. It's a, but, okay. but the gift you give me that's actually uh, that we keep here in the studio all the time is is that vintage camera you give me as a gift one time. Oh yeah, the Polaroid. Oh, I, I always forget about that. That's, man, yeah, it's like a we used it in, on the absolutely. That's absolutely we did. Yeah, yeah. Sure it's did. Fun. So yeah, that's a uh, what what model is that anyway? Is that uh, what do you call it's that? It's a land camera. Yeah. I can't remember the model. One oh four, yeah. Mike says it's a one oh four and Mike's hey, now Mike's the engineer that knows he's the jack of all trades. Yeah. He knows it all. So, anyways, John, it's it, it's an incredible story, man. I, I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate you talking about it. But, yeah. Uh, you're very passionate what you do, and that's what we're we're doing here at Lambeau Social Club. We're we're all about striving and love hearing stories. And I mean, you've touched on the music, you touched on the art, the photography part of it. What's next for you? I mean, what's what's next? How do you go much higher than having a an article in Vogue magazine yeah. and shooting a transplant patient yeah you know I mean? it, it's 
the resume, I guess, of my work is pretty interesting. I think photography is always going to be in my life, but um, I'm I'm really wanting to do some more things with meaning outside of just having work that pays bills. And I, mean, I enjoy it. I really love it. And I think it's I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm hoping to maybe be more involved uh, with some ministry work and maybe travel abroad with my camera. But also without, I mean, I, I think it's important to have variety. And, you know, part of me just wants to get down and dirty in a garden that's going to help feed people. And, Absolutely. Um, I've got some really cool opportunities ahead of me with that, with, with some great community, a great community of people. And I don't really know where all it's gonna go um but i'm excited about it and you know i love my work i think i think i it's just time to maybe get out of nashville a little bit i mean this is home but i I think it's important to kind of get refueled with other people's stories and and the conditions around the world and you know not not everybody has it some good positive energy man yeah sometimes you have to leave and go find that positive energy that yeah soak it all in you know, you know I, I, I came to this job because of, of loss and it, you know, suffering refines you as a person and it, it grows your sense of empathy and sympathy for people. And I, I think it would be irresponsible of me to not use that for my work. Uh, if, if I just keep shooting musicians all the time or brands or uh, hotels or whatever, I mean, it's great and I enjoy it and it pays my bills and it keeps me fed, but it's almost like I forgot why I even started. So I, I'm anxious to see, you know, what comes of it um, because life is, is short and, you know, if, you, if you're so busy that you aren't stopping to think about the other people around you that are enduring things um what's the point of even being here that's I mean, very true very pe- true. people are all that matter money doesn't matter material things don't matter literally the way you interact with the people around you that's going to be the legacy you leave behind it, uh, i could care less if my name is engraved in a wall somewhere i'd much rather you know i mean i think about all the times that people helped me and there are some people i don't even know their names and they helped me and i wouldn't be here there's no reason I can't do something like that for somebody else as well. I mean, it's just uh, your life should be more than just yourself. And so I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's next. Yeah, well, um, well said. That's, <laughs> that's a well said statement. Hey, John, uh, we're coming close to a close here. Yeah. So if anybody wants to get in touch with you, we go to John Brown Photography. Yeah, my, my website is kind of funny. It's um, johnbrown.photography. Uh, the dot com has been taken since the dinosaurs died, probably. So it's just John Brown dot photography, and then my Instagram is um, at John Brown Photography. And yeah, I mean anybody can hit me up anytime. Man, great! Thanks for being on Lambo Social Club, and thanks so much. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tony. Hey, if everybody likes this, please hit the like button and give us five stars. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. John Brown. Thanks for being in studio, John. Mm-hmm.